Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are Hall of Fame wide receiver Andre Reed. You know, it was a lesson that, you know, I tell my kids and I tell other kids when I'm talking to, you know, Boys and Girls Club kids who I'm a part of about never giving up, never quitting, and knowing that um, not everything's going to go your way, but you got to keep plugging at it, and that's going to really test your character, test, test what kind of person you really are. And superstar quarterback Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee. There's one thing is that uh, his standards for himself are incredibly high. He sets very, very high goals. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm with an old friend here, a guy that I've known for quite a while, and he is a was a high-impact guy in the NFL for that great Buffalo Bills franchise and four Super Bowls. Roman Gabriel with the great Andre Reid, Buffalo Bills. Unbelievable, Andre, that how how the Super Bowl, you know, we've been here a long, long time. Long this is 26 time. years yeah. for me. And yeah, it's old, man. <laughs> it, but it, it never gets old here, does it? Never does, man. Super Bowl week's always uh, a big uh, big spectacle. Obviously, to a certain point, my first Super Bowl in 1990, um, the world was different. Even the Super Bowl was different. Well, and, tell tell yeah. me, for fans out there that haven't experienced what we experience yeah. every year, uh, what is the huge difference that first year we went to the Super Bowl and now? Some of the things that you see. Well, I mean, the media has more of, an, of a presence here than it ever has. Um, you know, there's three things that drive this game. It's the media, the fans, and the players. And without one of them, it's not, it's not going to work. So uh, media is a big part of our game. And the Super Bowl is a big spectacle. And you got uh, you know two teams fighting to get here every year, and the media is is a part of that, and that's um, and then the players, you know you get the players that come here that uh, I see players here I haven't seen in years yeah. when I come back, and it's great to see these guys uh, talking not only about their experiences in the game, but their Super Bowl experiences if they ever played in the game. Andre, you know I remember that 1990 game, so it's such a distinct memory with the mm. with with the war going on at the yes, time, yeah. and the, with the flags and Tampa Bay, and you were playing the Giants. Uh, tell me what it was like when you lined up for the national anthem and Whitney Houston sing that stirring yeah. rendition. It still today gives you chills. Yeah, I, I actually was on the NFL Network yesterday. Uh, Hall of Fame players only: uh, me, Michael Irvin. Uh, uh, Kurt Warner and Terrell Davis and uh, Rod Woodson. And we were just, one of the questions was that, you know, what's your favorite Super Bowl experience? And those guys said, you know, a certain play or a certain this or a certain that. And, you know, obviously they won the game. I I didn't win. And I said, well, the game was great. And being a part of that is what you dream about when you're a kid. But 
you know, standing 30 feet away from Whitney Houston singing a national anthem yeah. when our country went to war uh, with all those American flags up and the Gulf War going on. It was a surreal time because it really took a back seat. You know, the game took a back seat for that moment. And the whole game, it took a back seat because we were playing for the, you know, for and the troops. You've heard some big ovations, but I'm not sure I've ever seen a national anthem where the fans responded and reacted the way it did. Was it almost electric? Yes, and I think... You know, both teams realized how important it was uh, to play that game and, you know, what the country's about. You know, it's about, you know, us never backing down and us, you know, taking the fight to somebody and winning. And, and that's the attitude we all had. You know, Andre, many people look at what you guys did in going to four straight Super Bowls as, as maybe even a greater accomplishment than winning one. I mean, it'll never be done again. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, well, as long as Tom Brady's around, maybe, uh, you know, we were talking about you might have a chance next year. Yeah. Uh, but but when you guys did it, it, it was a different game. Different game. Everything was different about the game. Uh, you know, football is still X's and O's and catching, running, tackling, kicking, all that. But um, – Back in 1985, it was or 1990, the world was different. It yeah. made sports different too. But it was a great um, thing. I was talking to Julian Edelman the other night of the Patriots, and unbelievably, he's the second leading receiver in playoff history, yeah. I believe, to Jerry Rice. Yeah, I was uh, actually when I retired, I was fourth. Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking I'm like sixth or seventh now. So, but my point was, yeah. if you were playing today with the way they throw it and with the rules the way they are, I as great been... as you were in your time, you, you, you know, Edelman's. You're talking. You're not an All-Pro unless you're catching what 110 balls. You got to catch. I mean, guys are catching 100 balls like it's nothing. So yeah. it's it's a it's a. But the K gun was was kind of a precursor yeah, what's going on to all now. the stuff that's going on exactly, now, right? So, exactly. so, so talk about what it was like to play with in that offense, that high-powered offense. With I, it was, I, I think a lot of times you, you know, what offenses you have, you got to have the right people in the offense. And um, obviously you need a talented quarterback. You need a receiver that can change a game. You need a dual-threat running back. Uh, you need a great offensive line. You need a tight end that can stretch the field for you a little bit. Uh, we had all that, and they have that now in the league. But there's something something different about what's going on in the league now, and uh, you know the way the game's played. Jim Kelly told me one time that what came out of those four Super Bowl losses, not just in Buffalo but across the country, was mm-hmm. that you know it's hard for someone to uh, associate with a winner of a Super Bowl like, oh, I'm never going to do that. Uh, but when people saw what you guys accomplished and what you did and, and, and the disappointment, uh, have you had people over the years come and say, hey, I oh, can yeah. really associate with that? You yeah, know? and I think, I mean, that's life. You know, life is, you know, it's a constant disappointment about a lot of things. And it's how you come back from that disappointment. And it's taught me a lot about, a lot about life in general, about how I go through every day. And, you know, it was a lesson that, you know, I tell my kids and I tell other kids when I'm talking to, you know, Boys and Girls Club kids who I'm a part of about never giving up, never quitting and knowing that um, not everything's going to go your way, but you got to keep plugging at it. And that's going to really test your character, test, test what kind of person you really are. Roman Gabriel with the great Andre Reed, Buffalo Bills. And, yeah. and you're a father, Andre, and I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. Tell me about what it's like to be a father now uh, and your responsibilities and uh, what it's like to 
when you come out of a football career when it's kind of all about you yeah and you get married and then you have kids and everything changes right everything changes and my kids were little when i retired so they were like six and four so they really didn't you know see my career i mean they can see it now obviously on youtube and all them them different media or different uh, social media uh channels or whatever but you know how important it is as a as an athlete um not only to be there for your kids but to just to give them the examples that you were taught um this this whole world is about um, making choices and making the right choices at the right times and uh if it's not a good choice you got to deal with the consequence and that's really what i tr try to tell my kids that my football career um, it happened for a reason, but uh, things that are happening to me now, it's because of my football career. How, what yeah. was your growing up in terms of your situation with your, your mom and dad or father? How, how was it growing up for you? It was tough, man. I'm I, I, from an interracial family, and, uh, you know, my dad was, uh, was a great dad, but he had his own demons he had to deal with. Um, and my mom was a hard worker just trying to keep the family together. Um, it was very tough, man, but it, it taught me a lot about, it just taught me a lot about life, man. It taught me that, you know, it, it might not be good for you or whatever, but, you know, sooner or later down the road, you're going to have a, a certain chance uh, to make something of it. And, you know, in life, you only get so many chances in life. I work with kids in a drug and alcohol education program at junior highs and high schools. Yeah. And we work with at-risk kids, inner-city kids, and you know, the same old story happens a lot. You know, I come from a broken family. Uh, I didn't have a father. Don't even know my father. Yeah. Uh, Andre, what would you what would you tell young people today? Uh, many of those kids uh, think that because that happened to them or because they're in a tough situation that somehow they don't have control of their future or that there isn't yeah. any hope. You know, the Lord always, the Lord says there's hope everywhere. And there's a lot of Bible verses about, um, about hope and what it means. Uh, you know, I recently went to Israel a couple years ago and got baptized in the Jordan River and, you know, did a lot of great things. It really changed me. It changed my life, man. It changed me as a person. Um, obviously, I think when you're, you're an athlete, you, you get a little selfish in a lot of things. But coming back from there, you really, you really find out how selfish you really are. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tell kids because a, a lot of times they're not in the right situations. But you got to keep plugging at it. You got to keep moving forward. Um, never taking a step back because that's not where you want to be. You want to keep going forward. Andre Reed was a great NFL wide receiver, but uh, this is what our show is all about. He's also a great husband, father, dad, uh, and uh, giving back anytime he can. And uh, Andre, so great to see the maturation of you guys over the 26 years and see how God's used you. Yes, has used me in a good way. I mean, I always say, you know, my life has been four quarters, and I'm in the fifth quarter of my life now. So. Those quarters are done. It's time to do something else and inspiring kids to be the best that they could be and telling them how important, you know, reading is and life and all that. That's that's really really what I'm here for now. Andre Reed, Buffalo Bills. Appreciate you so much coming in. Thank you, in. man. Thank you, Roman. Appreciate when we come it. back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with NFL agent Don Yee, who lists quarterback Tom Brady among his clients. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at RomanGabriel3. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Uh, I got a gentleman that many people know uh, from his agent 
day, which is Tom Brady's agent working with Tom Brady. And, and uh, Don Yee's with us, and he's got an incredible thing we're going to talk about that he's getting ready to start here in the summer. But the first thing I wanted to ask Don is yes. you're, you're probably looking at one of the great Tom Brady fans. Uh, you know, I just uh, oh, I, I so respect his game, you. so respect what he represents, mm-hmm. uh, and have watched him for so many years, covered sure. all his Super Bowls, and um, amazing what he's doing at the age of 41. Sure, yeah, no, it's been a thrilling ride and very privileged to have worked with him this entire time, you know. I mean, it's just a strictly a, a you know, a compliment to his discipline. It just it just shows if you have incredible discipline what you can accomplish. The thing about the Patriots is so amazing and mm-hmm. Tom Brady specifically is how you maintain that drive and maintain that work ethic and don't become complacent. And it's hard enough for a team to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. once and get back. Mm-hmm. But for them to do what they've done in this age of everybody's sure. the same and last place is first place, uh, I think it's the, the maybe the biggest accomplishment in, in professional football history. I, I'd have to agree with you, Roman, because, you know, as, as we all know, as professionals and other fields yes sometimes there are days you just want to take off or you know you're just not feeling it for that day or that week or even that month you know but it's a, a really a testament to their ownership their coaching staff their players as you just stated to continue to strive and eliminate complacency you know and that's the one thing frankly when the nfl conducts its annual combine and they're interviewing young players and they're putting them through all these physical tests right but they don't really know yet how to test for, are you Desire. good at avoiding complacency? Exactly. Do you continue to strive for perfection? And I agree with you. That is, you know, in my view also, that is an incredible accomplishment. You know, I've talked to a lot of Patriots players about Tom. I've talked to other people that know him. And uh, I've, I've had the, oper- the privilege to interview him on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, for fans out there that don't appreciate this man's consistency and ability at that position, what it takes to play it, my dad played it for you know yeah. 16 years at the highest level. Uh, tell me uh, something about Tom Brady, maybe that people wouldn't know uh, about his uh, exactly what you're talking about about the way he works. Because a lot of people look at him; he's married to a supermodel, he's a good-looking guy, he's got on top of the world. Mm-hmm. But I tell people, you don't know this man's work ethic. Yeah, and I would say, you know, if there's one thing is that uh, his standards for himself are incredibly high. He sets very, very high goals. And that's what he aims for every year. And uh, every year he continually reinvents himself and those goals. And so he sets internal goals, which, you know, is really an incredible thing to see. And for me to have witnessed from the time he came out of college over a 20-year right. period to watch this. Which is ridiculous, first of all, <laughs> a 20-year period in the NFL today. Right. You know, but watch a young man continually set his goals higher and higher and higher it's it's pretty inspiring actually question a lot of people say you know he when will it be done he wants to play till he's 45 but i got a feeling tom brady is not going to play one more day if he doesn't think he can play at the level he's playing at right yeah i mean he as i said he's got very high standards very so he's not a guy who's going to hang around just to hang around you know, I, I would never presume, as just like yeah. with your dad and with yourself, you know, for me, in, in my business, in my position, I always respect whatever the athlete's personal feelings are. I would never presume to try to substitute my judgment yes. for them. They've earned the right, your father, yourself, someone like Tom, any other player, they've earned the right 
to themselves to be able to say when they're Time's ready. Up. Yeah, but I would never presume to say that. But right now, you know, he's he's in great shape. He really enjoys himself. Uh, he's got a great protocol for each getting ready for each well, season, it, it, and it's it, a great locker room. The other thing that's been interesting to see in covering all his years has been the maturation as a husband, the maturation as a father, the maturation mm-hmm. as a community guy that cares mm-hmm. about others' kids. Yes. Um, to, to me, the whole thing well, in the NFL did a disservice going after Tom because of all the things that go on in the NFL, this is a guy who is absolutely the mm-hmm. guy you'd want to be the role model for an NFL player on and off the field. Tom is just Yeah, just I mean, obviously that was a really unfortunate event yes. for us and for the entire league, really. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we're all well past it, th- yeah. thankfully. You know, but, uh, yeah, it's been a great privilege. But people take you know? that for granted, right? I mean, they because, do. Because, I think because they you do, see yeah. all the people that do it wrong, and he does it right, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, let's let's applaud the guys that mm-hmm. do it right. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's make an example of the guys that we, you know, this is what you espouse mm-hmm. to be an NFL player, yes. then let's do that. Yeah, and they, you know, they, uh, it's, uh, you know, but we're obviously also Roman in the entertainment yes, business. Yes, exactly. Right? And uh, and there are lots of different stories exactly out there, and many stories just as inspiring as Tom's. Oh uh, no, as I'm well. talking about 98 yeah. percent of the NFL yeah. players. But I just thought here's yeah. your best player yeah. in the NFL who represents that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, let's not mess with the guy, you know, because when he leaves, we're gonna all go, man, we really saw something special and gonna miss him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, hopefully it's gonna be another great game on Sunday. You know, and uh, typically the games they played in are always uh, close. They are always good, you know, and yeah. so I think for the fans, hopefully they'll be entertained. You just made a great statement. They've never been in a blowout Super Bowl. Uh, not that I'm aware no, of. No, no, they've been close. Not at least side. with him playing. The two Giants losses, his. Yeah, the two yeah. Giants losses mm-hmm. were down to the wire. Yeah. Last year was down to the wire. So I guess the people that will be really happy, Roman, will be the network executives. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, let's get down to business here. Sure. You are starting a summer football league. We've yes. got a couple of spring leagues that are being talked about. Yes. Nobody's talked about doing a summer league. First of all, Pacific Pro League. Yes. Uh, you are the founder. Uh, Our commissioner okay. Ed, Ed McCaffrey. Our new CEO is uh, an executive named Jamie Heeman. We just hired from the NFL Network. Yeah. And uh, this will be the first professional football league designed for players not yet eligible for the NFL. Really? Yes. And we will design this league to be specifically curated for the NFL, meaning the players will be trained specifically in NFL-style football and practices so that when they're ready to elevate their career to the NFL, the learning curve will uh, be eliminated. Specify for me, though, when you say that they can come into this league, what, early out of college? Yeah, so the players will be eligible as long for our league for Pacific Pro Football as long as they're not yet eligible for the NFL. So that means directly out of high school. Freshman, for, sophomore year. <clears throat> freshman, sophomore year, or community for, college. So for kids that are serious about wanting to, almost like a, almost like a, a developmental league, is yes. that right? Yes, so every major professional sport in the world, Roman, has a developmental path, an early professional path. The NFL is the only major league in the world that does not have one right now. We want to get solid financial base, <clears throat> and right now we brought on Adidas as a founding sponsor. Uh, and we've had numerous conversations with high-level executives within the NFL that there is a problem right now in terms of the way college football is played and NFL football is played. That gap is growing wider. Mm-hmm. 
and that you know you've got teams taking big risks on drafting players and losing a lot of money and losing a lot of money trying to make a projection on that player. So and there's almost a pressure to do it because the way the rules have gone with the league to offense, quarterback right. has become the place, and that's the hardest one to pick. Right. So imagine if now we have players that are specifically trained for NFL football. The players will know exactly what to expect before they even get there, what the rules are, what the practice routines are, all of that. Don Yee is with us. Pacific Pro Football League, Summer League, a developmental league for uh, those that are ineligible to come into the NFL, similar to like the, I would I would think, the NBA situation with college football or college mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and the agent, obviously, of Tom Brady. The- you know, at the end of the day, you know, for us, Right, you and me and the fans. It's entertainment, yeah. and we we should enjoy it. We should just enjoy it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don, tell me tell me about um, how many teams to start with. What We're going to start about. with four teams and uh, based in Southern California in year one. By year three, we'll expand by another four team pod to another part of the country. And then by year five, we'll expand by another fourteen pod to another part of the country. So you're going to do this the right way, which is to which is to which is to start at, at start a smaller. doable level. Yes. Uh, oh, you know, uh, under promise, over produce. Yeah, and minimize our travel costs. Exactly. And all of those so what, kinds where of will the original four teams that you're talking about be? They'll play and represent uh, Southern California's largest counties. So one San Diego County team, Orange County team, L.A. County team and Inland Empire, which is San Bernardino, Riverside. Oh, okay. So you're talking about team. starting out in Southern California. <clears throat> yes. Reason for that? Uh, there are plenty of reasons. One, facilities exist. Two, and you can play football in the summer in Southern yes, California. Yes, right? very much so. Three, there's tremendous uh, high school football scene in Southern California, yeah. right? And we hope to bring back a lot of those local players who've gone on to universities and bring well, them like back. Well, like the young man who's playing quarterback for USC would be somebody exactly. who would fit into your deal. That Nobody exactly knew right. that you could leave as a junior, but he kind of set the bar on that. Their coach didn't even know that. That's right. That's exactly right. And then, you know, there are other reasons to start in Southern California. The facilities exist yeah. in Southern California. And Southern California is really a place in terms of producing memorable content off the field, some of the programming we want to produce. This is where the creative community is. Well, here's a question. I'm going to, obviously, being a football guy, going to be very interested to see it. But in a place like Los Angeles, where the competition for the entertainment and sports dollars is so huge and you have those professional and college teams, what's the selling point for the average fan to come out and watch this league? Great. The selling point will be, one, the time of the year, July and August, the NBA will be over right and college football and NFL will not have started yet I mean you've got two months left in the in the summer that's one it's two we're going to have the best ascending talent in the country playing in this league so you'll essentially be able to see the next generation of NFL stars for example the NBA draft is is once the college player decides to come out mm-hmm. but doesn't make it he can't go back to college mm-hmm. Uh, how how will that work? Uh, how how will that work in competition with the colleges with this situation? Okay, once if a player chooses to take an employment offer with us, they will have foregone their NCAA, their NCAA eligibility. eligibility. So they don't really have to think about it. But frankly, what's going on right now, as you know, a lot of the best players come out as juniors. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so what will happen is I'm you know I'm sure there will be many players who will finish their sophomore year. Who would want we, to do what a junior would do? But exactly, can't. right. Play professionally in what would have been their junior year, 
and the whole thing now in college isn't isn't playing four years. It's it's getting your stock up to the point and and where it can't go down, and right. you got to get out now before you mess right. that up. Right, and the players do want choices, and we see, that, you know, there's a lot of data that exists to prove this. For example, players are starting to skip bowl games now. Yes, and and even and even uh, you know, I I would uh, I want to say this, but. I, I think there's going to day day to come that some guys won't play a national championship game. Right. That it's going. It's it's it. All that shows is that the players are aching for another option. You know, and if you really think about the player development process from middle school on until they get to college, from well, they're being recruited on, out of middle school. They're being school. recruited, and they get to choose their high school and all of these things. They have options, right? They can have a private coach on the side, but once they get to college, they don't have any more choices. Right, because now you're in the NCAA system. So what we want to do is just provide another path for those players. That is awesome. Don Yee with a specific pro football league going to happen in my hometown of Southern Cal. Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. I'm out there quite a bit, so I'd love to uh, love to help in any way I can. Come on out and uh, and support. We work with high schools and junior highs doing a drug Mm -hmm. and alcohol education program, a character Mm -hmm. program that's athletic-oriented in a lot of the schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe there's a way that we can work together to do some things. Absolutely. And we hope maybe uh, Ed McCaffrey can come on with you at some point, our commissioner. I think that would be great. Ed's one of my favorites when we were the Broncos. (laughs) He's a class act. And his son, obviously, doing wonderful with the Panthers where I live in Boone. So, Don, what a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me, Roland. What a unique idea. Website or any place yes, they can go? PacificProFootball.com. All right, PacificProFootball.com. Go to it and uh, check it out this summer, uh, t- 2020 summer? launch. Yeah. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, SoldOutTV.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk. Your source for faith, family, and sports.